Bienvenidos a Pláticas con Cameron. Me llamo Cameron Kelly. Hi, friends. Welcome to Conversations with Cameron. Today, I have a very special guest. Kelsey Cam is in La Casa. Bienvenidos, Kelsey. Welcome. How are you? I am awesome. I'm so excited to be here, and I have a lot of energy. I'm so happy you got that energy, Kelsey, because I definitely want to use it on this subject. Tell me Perfect. a little bit about yourself. So, yeah, my name is Kelsey. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and came to school at ISU in 2014 as an elementary education major. And throughout college, I felt God putting on my heart uh, really strongly to go into full-time ministry. And so after college, I joined staff with a campus ministry called Crew, and is a worldwide organization that is on so many campuses around the world, honestly. And our goal is to share the gospel and to build up disciples. And so this is my third year on staff and ow, I ow. am loving Yay, thank you, Kelsey. You guys, Crew is amazing. So if you have not checked it out, check it out on <laughs> check it out on Instagram at illstewcrew. Uh, for more information about life groups, getting involved with Bible studies on campus, I'm a part of Crew. It is so fun, everybody. So check it out. But today's theme today, today's tema is racismo, which is racism. Racismo. In La Iglesia, which is racism in the church. So throughout the times in my life, I have felt like I've been an outsider sometimes in church. As a Black woman, I have felt like I have not belonged in certain spaces. And other minorities have as well. Not only me, but other Black people, other people of color have felt unwelcome by the church. And church is the place out of all places where people should feel welcome. So Kelsey, what is your background in racial injustice in the church? And have you seen it firsthand? Yes. So, yeah, I grew up in a very white suburb. I am white and grew up really thinking racism didn't exist. Really living in an alternate reality, essentially, where the world revolved around me and my whiteness and catered towards my whiteness. And yeah, so growing up, didn't have much knowledge of that. I was, it was intentionally cut from me, I think. And after college, Almost immediately after college, I ended up watching a movie that is called The Hate You Give, in which, if you haven't seen it, you definitely should should go and watch it. I think it's streaming on a ton of ton of places that you could probably even find for free. It is about a young girl named Star, and she's black, and she goes to an all-white high school, and she is from um, a black neighborhood. And so she talks about a lot how she has to code switch and she has to act white when she's around white people. And, and then when she's in her black community, she, she has to act black and she's neither white enough nor black enough for either community. And it, it essentially revolves around police brutality. Her friend is killed by the police and, and she, has, she has a white friend throughout the movie named Haley. And every comment that Haley made, Haley played the ignorant friend ignorant white friend who I identified with a ton. She consistently dismissed Star and her feelings and dismissed Star's community and, and the way that, that racism has played a part in her friend's death. And I heavily identified with Haley and I was like, man, it, it, seems, like, it seems like this is true. These are things I've thought and said before and seems like something needs to be done about it. And so I... Yeah, dove in head first to to racism and what I, I had to relearn everything I felt like about my life 
and about my ethnic identity as a white person and and what to do with this thing I had called privilege. And I really, I really had to, yeah, essentially relearn everything about my life. I just said that, but it could not be more true. And that was like, oh, that was a little over two years ago now. And I am still learning. Like there, there's so much to learn. There's so much to fight for because my eyes have been opened up to racism literally everywhere, starting in my own heart, ending in the church. I mean, everywhere that you think it couldn't be it is and so i yeah i have only ever really attended a predominantly white church and i currently attend a predominantly white church and i don't want to say anything bad about it because it's it's phenomenal i love my church however there are some huge huge blind spots i think in the majority of predominantly white churches and i have i have seen in my own church and in the church as a whole, I think in the white church especially, I have seen racism, I've seen oppression, I've seen uh, whiteness being centered, I've seen people only that look like me, really, and I've seen denial, I think, of, of denial of privilege, denial of, of racism existing, and especially the church cannot be a part of it. I mean, that is just, yeah total, total altana denial in, in, in the white church. And so what I've seen, I can't ignore. There's no way that I can, um, as a Christian, turn away from these things that I now know. Um, and that's me, Cam. That's good, Kelsey. I'm so glad that like you've had like moments in your life where you realize the racism in your heart and wanting to change that because I feel like the issue is that no one wants to move forward with that or no one wants to talk about these issues. And it does start with ourselves. Even myself as a black individual, I have to learn about other ethnicities. I have to learn about other races and I have to learn my own biases as well. And I need to be open, ask the Lord to soften my heart because we are all supposed to be one big family, one church, one, one unity, even though we're all different, like we're all supposed to come together and be one. But I'm so glad that like you've had that moment, you know, like that moment that like has stopped you and you're like, wow, like this is what's going on in the world. And sometimes that's all what all people need, Kelsey, like just a little education about what is happening and what is going on around them for them to start not maybe fully understanding everything, but understand enough to understand where people are coming from or like where people's mindsets are. So I totally agree that education is everything, girl. And another thing I want to ask you is, have you ever felt unwelcome in the church and felt like no one understood you? Have you ever been put in that position or even going to visit a minority church? Have you felt unwelcome? Yes. So I have felt definitely unwelcome in churches. I have felt, uh, and I'm mostly talking about predominantly white churches. I can talk about my experience at a predominantly black church that I have gone to, yeah, about a dozen times. But in my, in a predominantly white church, I have felt unknown, unseen. I felt that as a woman, I am not looked at directly in the eye. I am not seen as someone who is worthy to be upfront teaching or preaching. I especially, so I am married and my husband and I obviously go to the same church. And, shout out Kevin uh, Cam. Shout out <laughs> Kevin Cam, amazing man. Uh, follow him on Twitter, he is very interesting. Anyways, <laughs> so, so we know walking into church with my husband, I see the way people will address him and, and look him in the eye and not not even notice me, not even notice I'm there. Um, and so that's something that I've wrestled with a ton. But with my ex uh, experience in the Black church, yeah, I have literally only felt loved and included and wanted. I've only been to 
one black church and one church that's not predominantly white essentially and um, my experience there was fantastic i frequently go there i find reasons to to go there and and just yeah build friendships and relationships and bring black people there and black students i want to get connected to local church i think really highly of that church and yeah does that answer your question yes kelsey totally i totally get that and you guys i want you to know Kelsey is the reason why I am still living and breathing and like wanting to go to church here on campus because I have a <laughs> church at home, but it was just really, really hard for me coming like to school here in Bloomington Normal and like trying to fit in. I was kind of like going to a church for a while, but I still felt like I was an outsider, even though I'd been there for a while, people would still be like, who are you? And I'm like, literally, I'm like one of like the three black people here. So I, you can't get that confused. Um, mm -hmm. so it was just really hard for me and I was just like, I have to make a switch. I don't know how to do this. I was kind of doing it alone and Miss Kelsey Cam was like, hey girl, do you want to come to church with me? I'm going to just be going to like different churches and visiting. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's go. And man, let me tell you, it was just so awesome to have the support of Kel Kelsey, a white woman, trying to help me as a black woman find my space here on campus because <laughs> I think it's so hard to just find your voice, trying to find who you are, find something that relates to you in your church because identity means a lot within the church and who you are as a person. And that definitely matters when looking for a church. But I want you guys to know Kelsey, she was just such a great help to me to find a church here on campus where I feel welcomed and loved. So Kelsey, I want to thank you again for that. Mm -hmm. um, another, of course, of course. And another thing, Kelsey, I want to ask you is how do you stay educated on everything? Cause there is so much happening. And as you mentioned, like, every corner you look girl like there's racism like there's something happening in the world how do you personally stay educated yeah so something i want to acknowledge to i think any white people listening to this is that it is is hard like uh i know i talked about watching that movie and in the past two years really diving into this topic and that's true but there have been more instances than i care to admit where i just wanted it to stop like it became it was so overwhelming it was too much it was it is just too sad and hard and i wanted to check out and because i i'm white and i have something called white privilege i'm able to do that like i'm able to check in and out of the conversation mm -hmm. and at really easily at, at no cost to me a ton of cost for the people of color in my life but no cost for me and and so it hasn't been something that I've all like that every day I wake up. I'm like, I can't wait to fight racism. Like, I mean, it's, it's hard and it's really, really easy for me to feel like I'm out today or I deserve a week off or, you know, whatever. And while I do think there's some, um, I think we need to be healthy when thinking about this topic. Um, but it's also like, uh, I need to be uncomfortable. And as a white person, I'm rarely uncomfortable because I'm white. And so I, I need, I need to go out of my way to make myself uncomfortable and I need to go out of my way to learn because these things aren't naturally taught to me. I'm not naturally taught um, to talk about, to talk about race. I'm not even naturally taught to say black. Um, I'm, I'm reading a book with some friends called I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown that I would really recommend to, to you guys, to anybody. And there's an example in there of one of her coworkers. It's written by a black woman. It's kind of like a memoir. One of her coworkers says, 
said the word black and Austin could tell that it was really awkward coming, coming out of her mouth and she, it felt awkward. And I really identified with that because mm -hmm. like for so long I was conditioned. It's almost like my body was conditioned not to see color, not to talk about color, definitely not to, to talk about blackness. And so it's like really only in the past, like couple months or years whatever has it been normal for me to say the word black and so your original question was what cam <laughs> how do you stay educated kelsey oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> uh, yes i wanted to make the disclaimer that it's it's not a natural thing uh it does not come naturally to to want to stay educated um however there are a lot of really awesome resources out there because I don't just know these things. Like I don't, I, again, I was intentionally not taught, taught about blackness, taught about racism, taught about black history or anything. And so I didn't go on my way to learn these things nor am I just handed the resources. Like I don't just have all these, you know? And so, yeah, I think uh, primarily for me, it's been through reading. So I mentioned, I'm still here by Austin Channing Brown. Um, the book Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby has been really helpful. Also, I think in general, building relationships with people who don't look like me was a big deal because I never really had that. And just learning from them, not even the way of like sitting down and asking questions. I don't think that's the answer, nor is it helpful to, to any of my friends. <laughs> but just learning about them and being in a relationship with people who, who look different than me, who are culturally different than me, different ethnicity, et cetera. Like, I think has been a huge, huge learning experience. And I think having, having these conversations, like I wouldn't have learned if someone didn't prompt me to watch that movie. And so it's like me and I want to, I want to keep learning in that, in those ways too. Those are some wonderful books, Kelsey, that you reference. And yeah, I have to say that education does start with ourselves, like not other people. Sometimes, sometimes people can be the lead way for you in order for you to start understanding a lot of things, but I have to say that education does start with the person themselves. Um, and I agree that those are some great resources, Kelsey. So another question I have for you is, have you heard people say that Christianity is a white man's religion? And if so, do you believe that it's true? I have heard countless people say that. Um, and I think if someone says that, I just am not confident that we're reading the same Bible. I think, A, open it up and look at any of the locations that the Bible <laughs> takes place in. Like, Jesus wasn't white. And if Jesus wasn't white, who are you to say that Christianity is a white man's religion? And so, yeah, I think, man, just look look where things are taking place. I mean, we see the Middle East. We see Africa. We never see, like, I, okay, we do see some European countries. However, <laughs> it is primarily not a book about white people. It is primarily a book about black and brown people honestly. And I just, I think Christianity has been whitewashed. The gospel has been whitewashed. And what I mean by that is I was taught to believe in a white Jesus. Now, nobody said to me, nobody ever in my life said to me, this is white Jesus. But because of the way that I, I was taught to center whiteness and that whiteness was the center of my church experience, it, it only made sense to me that Jesus would be white. And because I never heard anything else, because, because I just, I assumed and everybody around me assumed that's, that's what had happened. And so 
yeah, I do think that in part of my, my unlearning journey in the past couple of years, it has been, how do I look at the Bible differently? And not, not even differently, how do I look at the Bible rightly? Because I just don't think that I have been reading it in, in the lens that it was meant to be read and in the design it was meant to be read. We see Jesus breaking down barriers of race, of class, of gender, of, of so much that, that had never, I never read it in that way before. I'd only read it as, man, this is, this is good news for me and, and me only, if, if that makes sense. Kelsey, right there, girl, that is it. Because there's things too for me personally as a black woman. I have to unlearn a lot of things about the Bible because I grew up going to Catholic school as well as I grew up in a Pentecostal household. So I had two different views of how Jesus looked. But from everyday life, I went to Catholic school. So every day I learned pretty much about the white Jesus. So in my head, I had already imagined that Jesus was this white man. Like, I don't know why, like, but, and like you said, like the locations in the Bible, we know the locations of it. But the way have things that the way that things have been interpreted to us, the mm-hmm. things that we see like in the media, the things that we see everywhere, Kelsey, like it makes us really think, oh, like this is how Jesus looks. Like nobody told me, oh, Jesus is a white man, but right. this is how it's portrayed. Yeah, definitely. I totally exactly. understand that. And you said unlearn, and that's the thing, Kelsey. Unlearn it to learn the right way. And that's that's really what the phrase should be. Like we have to learn the right way of who Jesus yes. is. And it's crazy to now think about like racism and everything, and it's like people hate other people because they look a different way. But do you know that Jesus is not a white man? So I feel like a lot of people are coming to realization of that currently and are just shocked. So you, it's a lot going on there, Kelsey. And it's, that's a, that's a big topic. And it is a topic that can be like just broken down even more about like who Jesus is, where the location of things are. And I've learned a lot of stuff this year too about the Bible and like people have an identity crisis within the Bible of like their own identity. And I'm like, what? Like, what? Like, I didn't know that, like, it was just that deep. And the Bible is very intricate on our culture and who we are as people. So I think that's amazing that the Bible has so much information about it. If we can't look anywhere else, definitely the Bible. Amen, girl. Hola, amigos. That was parte uno with Kelsey. But I'm going to have parte dos up soon. So I'm so excited to continue this podcast with you all. I do not know what time of day you'll be hearing this, but I hope you have a great day, dia, month, mes, week, semana, or weekend, fin de semana. Esto ha sido Platicas con Cameron Kelly. Hasta la vista, babies.